This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good afternoon, family and friends. And as you know, this is Jeanette Marburg on 7 to 9 a.m. K Pulpit. And thank you for joining us this afternoon. As you know, this is the time of the year that we are coming at to a very, very big 2024, and we are really, I know some of us have had a long, difficult year, and we are living in really unprecedented and perilous times, but as you know, God has always got a purpose and a plan with every part of our seasons and the lives that we are living, and we have a wonderful guest in this uh, this afternoon in the studio with us, and he is Evangelist Paul Saval, and thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, um, Evangelist. And I know you are all over the place. You are planting churches. You are street ministry. You are just powerfully grounded in the Word, and you have you got such a passion and such a heart for revival. So I'm really excited to have you in the studio with us this afternoon. So you're going to share with us, and welcome, 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 welcome. Good afternoon, Renette. Thank you so much for having me, and good afternoon to everyone listening. Fantastic. We're going to quickly play out with a song, and then we're going to continue. And this afternoon, we are really going to talk about what is our focus as the body of Christ and as families for 2024. And uh, so just stay tuned, and you're going to be so encouraged and motivated uh, once this uh, interview is done. Rise with Renette Myberg. Finding God's truth for the way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for staying tuned with us this afternoon. We've got a very exciting, powerful man of God in the studio with us this afternoon, um, Evangelist Paul Saval, and I'm sure many of you know him, but I'm going to really encourage you this afternoon. I think he's going to really encourage us for 2024. What is the focus of uh, Evangelist uh, Paul? What do we need to really concentrate on as this year has really been a very difficult year, globally, locally, spiritually, emotionally, family-wise, financially. So many things have needed to be navigated. How do we step into this this time, and how do we live not bent and buckled through what is happening around us? Sure. Thanks, Renette. Quite quite a loaded one. Um, mm-hmm. But now I'd, I'd like to start off by, by a quote that Jesus made in, in John chapter 14 when he started speaking about or, or preparing the body um, or his disciples for his, his crucifixion and, and ultimate exit from the earth. And he started teaching us about the Holy Spirit. And he said that it is more expedient to you or for you that I go so that my father may send another comforter, the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, the Hebrew word there's alos parakletos, you know, mm-hmm. another comforter, the helper. And I believe, you know, that in these unprecedented times that, that we are living in, the world is changing, the world has changed. We just look at the last three years. Um, and, and you know, it's no different for 2024. And I believe that the departure point for any Christian, number one, is to develop that intimate relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible tells us that it is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And in these times, you know, people have gotten to their wits end, as it were, you right. know, 
um, trying this, trying that, listening to this one's opinion, listening to that one's opinion. And I'm reminded of, 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 of the days of, of the prophet Jeremiah, you know, where there were warnings about what was coming upon the face of the earth. But yet, you know, everyone wanted to, you know, follow the voices of, of, of the next person. But I believe in this time and in this hour that we are living in, it is very important for us to, number one, understand that there is someone who does stick closer than a brother. We have the Spirit of God himself living on the inside of us. And Jesus told us in John 16, verse 13, that how be it when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, which is the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth and all reality. And so I firmly believe that as we embark on, on, on this holiday period, as, as it were, yes. um, and, 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 you know, many people go, go on holiday and they, they reflect on, on the year that has gone by and so forth, is to reignite or recultivate that intimate relationship with the blessed mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. You know, um, society can let one down, institutions and the like, but the definite reassurance that we have from the Word of God is that the person of the Holy Spirit is there with us in the midnight hour mm. when, you know, people feel like giving up, when they are awakened maybe from a bad dream, when they are reminded of a loved one that they might have lost in recent times. You know, um, many wake up with, with, with tears on their pillow. It is the Holy Spirit that is there with us to help us, to guide us, to strengthen us, and to remind us about what Jesus said and did for us on the cross of Calvary. So that would be my departure point for any Christian, any believer, anyone, in fact, that that says, how do I navigate this, this time of the year? Uh, how do I end off 2023 and enter into 2024 differently on a positive note, on a higher note? It would be first and foremost, understand you are not alone. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will not leave you comfortless in John 14 when he started out. He gave us the promise of the blessed Holy Spirit. And we need to understand that Christ is in us, the hope of glory. And he is in us by his Holy Spirit. You know, I, in my own personal life and walk with God, many a times have faced challenges, have faced obstacles, have not known what to do sometimes, you know. And yes, you know, I can speak to my wife. I could speak to my pastor. But at the end of the day, in that midnight season, in that midnight hour, no one is around. Sometimes you maybe even feel a bit too guilty to wake up your spouse next to you. <laughs> yes, yes. But you can turn to the Holy Spirit and speak to him. And without fail, each and every time he has responded. And, you know, it's exactly what you're saying is when that when it's sometimes you don't even know what to pray for. You don't even know where to go. And he is our go to place. And it's so comforting, you know, to know that there is somebody at three o'clock in the morning. And that is uh, you know, how many of us, there's so many lonely moments, so many um, deep, deep hurts and pains and struggles that we go through. And he is the one that takes us through that. So, you know, um, as the body of Christ, you know, you as you minister, what have you seen where, and I know you minister out in the streets. I mean, what is what does it look like for you? You know, we don't always hear and see um as listeners and as as society, of what actually is really the struggles and to be able to lift yourself up out of that. So, I mean, one of the biggest challenges that we have in in, in South Africa is obviously the high unemployment rate. 
social ills and so forth. And there are amazing organizations that are doing great work um, you know, in, in communities from a social impact perspective. Just yesterday, I found myself in a small town a few hundred kilometers outside of Cape Town. Mm-hmm. And they were doing amazing work feeding, feeding the kids and so forth. And myself and the gentleman that leads this um, initiative that they're involved in, we both agreed and said that feeding and clothing the poor is great. And it's important and needful course, for us. Of course. But we need to change the narrative because that five-year-old standing in that food line can very well be in the same food line 30 years down the line. And you don't want that. And we don't want that. So that, that's the reality that we faced with. So it's important for us to, to teach the word, to preach the word, for people to understand the promises that God has given us in his holy scriptures. You know, um, the, I, I heard an acronym or heard the, f- the phrase that some people refer to about the word Bible, which is an acronym, acronym for basic instructions for believers living every day. Absolutely. That says it all. That says it all. And, you know, as you say, when when believers are so young and, you know, they're still, they're wounded. You know, there's wounds that needs to be healed. They need to hear good things. You know, we know that people are hungry and needs. Um, you know, I work in certain areas and communities as well. And the brokenness is where we need to get to so that, as you say, in 30 years time, you don't want them to be there still. And only the Holy Spirit can use us who are available to move out into the into the communities like you do, you know, um, and go and preach the word, which is for free. I mean, it's free, and it's the only way that's going to set our people free. But as you say, it has to come hand in hand with all kinds of restoration. And, you know, I know you say there's many communities that are doing that, but is it enough? So it's it's interesting because... We, we relate to the story where, where the alabaster jar was broken over Jesus and they looked at the woman with indignation and in one of the, 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 um, the translations it says that Judas was the one that said, you know, this could have been sold for so much and we could have mm. used it to feed the poor. And Jesus said, the poor you have with you always. And that is true, you know, and we are commanded and instructed to take care of the needs of the poor, of the widows and the orphans. But without the word of God, without changing the narrative, without changing the mindset, without letting people know that there is a God out there that loves you. There's a God out there that cares for you, that you don't have to be stuck in the situation that you're in. You don't have to be stuck in this rut. I mean, the, the beginnings of Christianity, John 3.16, that many of us that went Sunday school were taught, for God so loved the world that he gave. But before he gave, he loved. You know, and, and that is so important. You know, we, we see in the communities that broken homes, single parent homes, no love, absent, um, you know, um, mothers fathers. or fathers so, mm. sort of thing, par- children being raised by grandparents. And they're seeking love. That is what they're seeking. And there's no greater love than anyone has shown us than Jesus himself going to a cross, dying a gruesome death for us that weren't even born back then. And so, you know, when, when we go into these communities, it's, it's twofold. It's Jesus died for your sins. You don't have to be condemned to an eternal hell. And there is hope for you. Hope for you in the name of Jesus, in the blood of Jesus, and your circumstance can change. It doesn't have to be the same. And so we, we do find that, you know, there's always 
some sort of expectation for something physical and hence the, the feeding and, yes, and clothing and taking course. care of the physical needs. But what is more important, because tomorrow that physical need is still going to be there, but the Word of God, once it's sown in the heart of that individual, and just yesterday as an example in the small town, it was five, maybe seven minutes that I had the opportunity to speak to about 300 young children between the age of five and 16, 17. And it was just enough to leave them with something to think about when they put their heads down on a pillow or on a bed at night. And for me, that is important. Yes, the mass crusades are great. The revivals are great. The healings, the signs, wonders, all those things are great. But at the end of the day, it is the word of God that changes us. It's the word of God that changes the mindset and that will change the narrative. And that remains the foundation and the fundamental. Hence the statement right at the beginning around the person of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will not speak of himself, but he will speak that which he has seen or that which has been shown of him. In other words, revealing Jesus to us. And so the only way you and I or a Christian, somebody that comes to know Jesus, can really truly know Jesus and truly know the scriptures and revelation of the scripture is by the person of the Holy Spirit. And so you cannot you cannot separate the two. We, yes. We preach the Bible. We preach the word. We preach the good news of the gospel. But at the same time, it's important for us to introduce people people to the Holy Spirit. I leave as an evangelist. I leave a community. I leave a church. I don't return again. Yes, the pastor's there and, and, and the local church and community is there to support. But at the end of the day, it is the intimacy with the Holy Spirit that will keep that person hungering and yearning after Jesus Amen. and for more. Amen. Amen. That is so profound what you're sharing now. And um, it's wonderful to hear that you going into the foundation f- phases of the new generations that need to be raised up in in the word and you know we've there's so much so many damaged damaged children but teenagers and um you know adult men and women that are really did not have those opportunities of people moving amongst them and it's great that you get invited to these schools and and that but you can share that with us a little bit later at the, in the last session just of how we can get hold of you know how people can contact you if you need to be just to come and and speak into the children's lives. But, you know, the, obviously the power lies in the Holy Spirit, using you, guiding you with wisdom and knowledge of what to say and how to say it. You know, because how do you, how do you communicate with, a, you know, to a young boy, young child? So I think you, you hit the nail on the head that, you know, the Holy Spirit will guide us in terms of what, what to say. Um, I'll, I'll use the, the most recent engagement, you know, it was literally, Lord, what do I say? You know, you've clearly got a message for them. What is the message that you have for them? And he said, speak to them about Joseph being a dreamer because they don't know that they are allowed to dream. Beautiful. And it was that simple. It was really, really Beautiful. that simple. And so with each and every engagement, whether it is to 10 people, uh, 100, 300 people, whether it's 50-year-old or 5-year-old, at the end of the day, my reliance is completely on the Lord. Yes, I need to know the scriptures. Yes, I need to study the Bible for myself and know what is going to be spoken. But at the end of the day, I need to rely on the Lord to tell me exactly what it is he wants to communicate. Because at the end of the day, those are his little ones. 
that yes. he would like to reach. Yes, yes. Amen. So we're going to finish the session on that. We're going to play out on, uh, with something now um, because I really want to, you know, catch up on that now. You know, you've gone into the foundation phase, but I do know that you ministered to many businessmen. And I think that is another forte that which is often not targeted because of the fact that um, it's, you know, of the demographics and, you know, the laws and all that type of thing. But there is still a way that you still get into being able to speak to businessmen and women um, and do the the consulting that you do. And you've got such a great success story in that as well. So I'd like you to share that in the next session possibly. Um, and so we're going to just play out with something quickly, a, a lovely track, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Um, and we will see you straight after this. Rise with Renette Myberg, finding God's truth for the way forward together. Thank you, everyone, for staying for staying with us this afternoon. We have evangelist uh, Paul Saval in the s- studio with us this afternoon. And wow, what an encouragement of who we need to really rely on in these times that we are living in, that we will not lose, be defeated and deflated. And um, the replenisher of all is the Holy Spirit, and he will give us wisdom and guidance of how to live. But he's going to share with us how we need to navigate our families in these times. It's important how the unit, um, it's never too late to start imparting and unifying your family in the body, in, in, the, in the word, and as well as in the marketplace. Yes, we don't live two separate lives. It's all part of who we are. If we are working and who are we coming across, and uh, Evangelist Saval is going to really give us a real balance of how to do our family and how we operate in the, in, in the marketplace as well. Thank you so much, Renette. So, I'd like to start off by saying, you know, in, in, in the marketplace and, and, and in business schools, they like to teach you that you are a whole person and that you have to show up and be present. Hmm. But that comes from Scripture. You know, it is so interesting. It's usually how they, the world copies and pastes. hundred <laughs> percent. And so what is important to understand that, you know, be it at home as a husband, as a father, as a teenager, be it at school, at university, be it at work, be it at church, you are you. And wherever you go, you remain you as a child of God. The Bible says God neither slumbers nor sleeps. It's not like um, he takes a break, um, a comfort break when you are sitting in a lecture or you're sitting in a boardroom in a, in a boardroom meeting with a bunch of executives or, or senior directors around you. But when you are preaching the gospel or reading your Bible, then all of a sudden he pays attention. No, God is there 24 hours 7. And as Christians, we need to become conscious of that. You know, I, I, I call it conscious living or conscious Christian living. That is beautiful. And we need to become consciously aware of the fact that God is with us 24-7, be it in the boardroom, be it, uh, you know, on, on or behind a pulpit. And so for me, for most part, and I'll, I'll start with, with the marketplace, but just very briefly, is understanding that the Lord, I believe, is definitely raising up individuals within the marketplace uh, to, 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 to impact the business world um, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, what does that look like? Does it mean that you've got to start every meeting or board meeting or interaction uh, in prayer? No, 
definitely not. You know, I, I, I think, you know, for, for many that, that work in, in, in corporate, um, in the corporate world, um, that might definitely be frowned upon. However, you start your day as a Christian in prayer. Amen. You start every meeting in prayer. Mm-hmm. And as you do that, wisdom will be given you and the grace will be given you to navigate through the meeting. I've been in some many, many difficult discussions where in the line of business that I'm involved with, um, a project was maybe approved for a few million rand. And a few months later, you've got to go and ask for more money. And that doesn't look very well. However, it's done prayerfully. It's done with the voice of the Lord. And out of that, many your colleagues would come and say, but how are you able to get that approved? How are you able to get that right? That gives me the opportunity to minister to them. Uh, you've got it. And it's allowed me to then say to them, well, l- let's have a cup of coffee or let's go for lunch. I would then speak to them and tell them, well, you know, I believe in the word of God. I believe in prayer and every engagement, every interaction, every meeting is done prayerfully. And therefore, the success that comes with it is not to my credit, but all glory to Jesus, because he shows me what to do. He shows me what to write in the proposal. And therefore, my proposals will never be declined because it's not my words, but it's his words. Yeah, that is so profound. That is so profound. Carry on sharing. And and so I think just in terms of navigating the marketplace and how we can impact colleagues or influence colleagues um, in the marketplace or bring the gospel to them, you know, th- that is one example. Another example could be where someone is maybe down or someone's not feeling well, and you can take the opportunity and say, you know what, I, I, I don't want to offend you. I'm not quite sure what your religious beliefs are, but would you be open to me praying a short prayer for you? I found that 99% of the time say yes. people will say yes. That gives you an opportunity to minister to the person, to pray to them, to pray for them to God. And most of the time, if not every time, actually, they'll say, Shoo, I actually feel better. Thank you. Wow, that was amazing. And it would be followed up with a testimony to say, oh, wow, the situation changed, that changed. Do you remember that day so many months ago I was feeling down and you prayed for me and this actually transpired after that? That, to me, is marketplace ministry. Yes, there are many other methods, many other ways for us to reach, but in terms of my realm of influence, having dealt with senior executives and directors in companies, you know, I cannot just go out there and 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 vivaciously proclaim the name of Jesus the way I would with a microphone behind a pulpit. Mm. But I do have the opportunity by the wisdom and the grace of God to do what I do as unto Jesus, which then prompts the question in them to say, how did you know that? How were you able to do that? Why are you different? Everything you deliver is with excellence. And that then gives me the opportunity to say, let's have that cup of coffee and let's speak. Wow. That is, that is so profound. And, you know, I love the word that you, you the executing of it excellently. And that is also, you know, sometimes we feel we're not equipped, we're not prepared, we're not, but when a person asks the Lord, it just flows, hey? And he, and he positions you so that you can possess the, the, the whole process. And, you know, and that is what I love hearing from you. I've, I've listened to one of your teachings before, and that was, that what gri- gripped me is the fact that, you know, the excellent side of it. And it's not about being excellent. It's about being Doing it in excellence with full surrender, full submission as you are going through the process and accepting what the Lord has presented to help you present it. And we often don't find ourselves equipped enough. Uh, so, you know, this also helps you to be able to 
assist those around you that actually need that information, you know, that guidance. So just tell me, you know, when have, have you had of other religions actually ask you to, to pray with them or, you know, do you do that? I mean, obviously we, we get, I've, I've had that. So, you know, it's important for us to actually see how bold we are. So, yeah, one's, one's got to be as, as, as cautious as possible without overtly offending people mm. I've learned, especially in the marketplace. That's what I'm asking, yeah. I have had instances where people from other faiths have come to me and asked me, so how did you do that or how did you know that? Maybe there was a prompting. You know, some of you might feel a, a nudging or a prompting or a stirring, you know, in, in your belly when you're sitting in a, in, in a meeting or having lunch with somebody. That is the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And I would then find myself in that situation saying, well, you know what, um, what's happening in that area of your life? Or is everything okay? What about this? And the response would be, how did you know? And that's to somebody, whether they, um, what, whatever religion they are, you know, what, whatever a doctrine they follow. And, and that for me would be the opportunity to minister to them, to say to them, well, I didn't know that. Nobody told me about it. Um, but let me tell you a bit more about how I knew it. And that would then give the opportunity, opportunity to minister to, share to them. your belief. Yes. 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 That is wonderful. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to finish the session, but I would like you just to minister to us in the next, uh, you know, the next session just on, you know, I know your heart is for revival. And, you know, how do we ignite that within ourselves and get excited about 2024? You know, we don't want to, we're not here to fortune tell or you know uh, prophesy we just want to get to know how to live today and going forward with the wisdom and the knowledge that you have given us so kindly and so graciously with so much mercy um, that we can just go through into the new year with our heads up held high. So Evangelist Saval, I'm looking forward to what you're going to share Amen. with us straight after this track that we're going to play out with. Rise with Raynette Myberg, finding God's truth for the way forward together. And thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. We have evangelist Paul Saval with us in the studio, and you know, he gave us such an encouragement of how to live. And, you know, we don't all want, you know, we're all wanting to be in ministry, but we can be ministry, be, we can be a minister in in our market, in the marketplace as well, and he was just sharing of the way the Lord gives us opportunities to even those that don't significantly believe in our in, have our faith, but he really is very successful businessman as well. So I just want Evangelist uh, uh, I want you to minister to us now because there are scriptures in that that you've wanted to share for this time that we are in and for what we can hold on to the promises that the Lord actually has for us. So I'm going to give it over to you and I'm not going to say a word. I want this to be your time and just enjoy and give us everything that the Lord has given you to share with us now. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Renette. So the Bible teaches us uh, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30. Um, I'll just recount the story where David and his men um, you know, came to Ziglag and um, the Amalekites had invaded the camp and they destroyed their camp. They burnt down everything, took their wives and their children. 
And uh, David was discouraged. So, and he was so much so discouraged because even the men that were with him that came back, their families were taken as well. Their livelihoods were taken. Just, just imagine this. You go out to work for the day and you come back home. Or you go away for a while and you come back home and you realize life as you knew it is changed. There is nothing yeah. left. It is complete and utter devastation, utter obliteration, and your family is not around. And what they did in those days, it was easy just when they go to war, um, you know, just to kill everyone. But what, and David knew this as a man of war and, and, and somebody that was skillful in fighting, is when they came and invaded a camp, they would take the wives and the children, the wives would be used as concubines and the children as slaves and eventually daughters potentially become concubines as well. And so David knew that and he knew that something had to give and these men were looking at him. No one around, no one to help him, everyone was looking at David. Again, I'll touch on what we started off with, the Holy Spirit. Now, yes, we know it's Old Testament. The Holy Spirit was not yet poured out. But here David was, and the Bible says in verse 6 of 1 Samuel chapter 30, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Mm. The word encouraged there, the direct translation from Hebrew is the word hazak, and it means to boldly encourage yourself to totally rely and depend on the Lord. And David had to encourage himself in the Lord. He couldn't weep and moan and groan and, Lord, why is this happening to me? Because people were looking unto him and they wanted to stone him because their livelihoods were taken away. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. And then the next verses are so powerful. Verse 7 says, or verse 8, I'll jump to verse 8. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, this is the Lord answering and saying, Without fail, over, surely thou shalt overtake them, pursue, and without fail, recover all. So wow. God gave David a strategy. After he encouraged himself in the Lord, he lifted himself up, dusted himself off and said, stop this crying and these tears now, if I can use that analogy. Mm. And he inquired of God. He didn't run ahead. He didn't try and figure things out on his own, as many Christians try to do, as many of many people try to do is, let me try and make a plan. Let me do this. Let me do that. No. The first thing he did after he encouraged himself was he went and he inquired of the Lord. And the Lord, he asked the Lord, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered him, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Now, this is profound because God gave him a strategy on what to do. He'd suffered tremendous loss, and God then gave him a strategy. And this is what I want to say to all the listeners, that God might have given you a strategy for 2021, 2022, 2023. But as we exit 2023 and enter 2024, the Bible says God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. Mm. That does not mean that the strategy God gave you to employ to succeed in 23 is the same strategy God will give you for 2024. I speak to every father, every mother, every husband, every wife, every child that is listening to this this broadcast this afternoon. And I want to say to you, you need to encourage yourself in the Lord, despite what might have happened in 2023, despite what you might have faced. Encourage yourself in the Lord and then go and inquire of the Lord concerning 2024 and what God is saying 
to you, for you, and for your family. Because we find, Renette, then the scripture goes on in Second Samuel and, 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 and chapter 5 that um, we, we find a scenario from, from verse number 17. The Bible says, But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David, and David heard of it and went down to the hold. The Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. It goes on in verse 23. Again, another scenario where the Philistines came up yet again against them. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. Now, here on three occasions, we see David inquired of the Lord. He kept going, tapping into him. Exactly. Mm, He didn't just follow his own head. In the first instance, he said, pursue, overtake and recover all. That was the strategy God gave him. In this one, the Lord says, doubtless, I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. So David didn't have to pursue anything. The Lord said, I will deliver the Philistines into thine hand. In the third instance, the Lord says to him, you will not go up, but fetch a compass behind them. and Otherwise, go around the back of them and wait until uh, and come up upon them against the mulberry trees. The the another translation says, "Go behind them and come upon them over opposite the mulberry." But then here God gives the solution, and when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then bestir yourselves, for then the Lord has gone out before you. Mm. Love that. To smite the army of the Philistines. So here we see same person, same David, three different occasions. We see he inquired of the Lord. He didn't just run ahead and do his own thing, Mm. number one. And in each instance, the Lord gave him a different strategy. And to me, that is my, my message to the listeners this afternoon, Renette, is to say, you might have had great success and great victory in 2023. Um, the Lord might have given you strategy to do something. It does not mean that it is the same strategy that needs to be employed in 2024. It may well be, but the important thing is, is that we need to inquire of the Lord. And I think, Renit, for me, what is so profound out of this portion of Scripture is the Bible says, and when you hear the sound of the marching in the tops of the mulberry trees. So he had to wait and listen for a sound. Mm. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 29 that the voice of the Lord thunders. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. Now, if we go right back to the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis chapter 1, and we started off by speaking about the Holy Spirit, and I want to tie it back to that. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, and um, the earth was void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the Holy Spirit moved upon the face of the waters. Mm. The Holy Spirit was there right from the beginning in Genesis chapter 1. Yes, yes. Is that not beautiful? Right from the beginning, it says from verse 2, the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Verse 3, and God said. Now, if we come back to 2 Samuel chapter 5, Before God speaks, before God says, the Holy Spirit moves. 
And we see it over here in Genesis chapter 1, right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. We see when David inquired of the Lord, and it was said to him, when you hear the sound of the marching in the mulberry trees, when you, not the sound of the mulberry trees, the sound of the marching in the mulberry trees, the voice of the Lord as it refers to in Psalms 29, which I've just referenced. So the Holy Spirit will go before you as we are sitting here today. Mm. When Jesus was Thank on the face Lord. of the earth, he could only be in one place at one time. But after his death, burial, and resurrection, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, who now lives and dwells on the inside of us, he can be anywhere, anytime, 24-7. And he's already been in our 2024. Yes, he's gone before us. He's gone before us already. Mm. And therefore, we need to inquire of the Lord to say, Lord, where are you leading me? Where are you guiding me? We know the Bible declares the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by him. Amen. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So we need to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. But the leading comes through the inquiring. And as we inquire of God, mm. Lord, where do I find myself in 2024? What do I need to do in 2024? Where are you leading me? Where are you guiding me? Because his Holy Spirit has already gone before us. All you and I need to do as children of God who have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us is to inquire of him and he will lead us, he will guide us. And without fail, we will have success like we see with David. Amen. Amen. What a session. That was absolutely powerful and profound for this time. And this is where I just, you can just feel, you know, in my spirit, it's just a leap. I think when I in, when I asked you to come on the program, I just had this leap of joy. I just knew we can, can hold up our heads up high. Get Go into 2024, just knowing that we are, as we march into 2024, he's gone before us Amen. and that he will be, his sound will be louder than any other sound that the Holy Spirit has gone before us and prepared the, the way for us. So family and friends, you know that you're not alone. You're not alone. The Lord has been there. The Holy Spirit has been there from day one as the universe was spoken into existence and so for your life as well. So I just want to encourage you. Thank you, for, uh, Evangelist uh, Saval, just for such an encouraging word. May the Lord just continuously use you Amen. mightily for his kingdom and glory. May you just go from success to success and upwards and forwards, from glory to glory, as he uses you mightily from the youngest to the into the marketplace. May the the sound that you send out and speak that it will land on open and receptive hearts and minds that are ready for change. Pastor Savelle, you know, um, Evangelist Savelle, sorry I'm calling you Pastor Savelle, I know you're an evangelist. Um, where can we find you and what can we see what you are doing and what is the platforms that you use the most? So I think the easiest is just my name and my surname. So it's Paul, P-A-U-L, Savell, S-A-V-E-L, um, on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, the ministry is also under my name, Paul Savell Ministries International. Um, if they would like to get a hold of me via email, it's just info at paulsavell.org. Quick and easy. Thank you so much. So please, family and friends, go and look what's happening on, on the Facebook pages. And there's a lot of activity and uh, connect with Paul Savell. So thank you for being with us this afternoon. We Amen. so appreciate it and it's such a privilege to have you on our program. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate okay, it. Okay, family and friends, we are probably not going to see you and I'll see you at the end of the year and probably on the last day, but we are going to go into this new year with our heads up held high, 
Stick to the rules. Be safe on the roads. Please look after yourself and take care of your families and enjoy this time. Enjoy this time with your family and know that the Lord loves you and that he will give you all the wisdom and knowledge and rest in him, rest in him in these times so that you go into 2024 just renewed and replenished. Goodbye and we will see you soon. Same time next week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.